0: In Parsha's emor, the two topics which take up the most space are the halachas of kaihanim, tumas kaihanim, at the beginning of the Parsha, and later in the Parsha is the section of Sukkim which talk about the moyadais. Somewhere in between those two parshias, we have the following Pasek. Perek base, Beis, possek, Lamed Beis. Bulo sechalalu eshem shem kodshi you shall not profane my holy name and I will be sanctified amongst the B'nai Yisrael. I am Hashem who makes you holy. Let's see Rashi. You should not profane my name. Rashi says, that how would it? What does it look like to be mechalel shem kodesh? What is the what is the act that is being forbidden by these words, lavor al devaray mezidin, to transgress my words, mazid, on purpose? Interesting definition. That's not my topic in this Shiar, but it's a very interesting definition. Shaloy lechalelus Hashem not to profane Hashem's main name means do not purposely, intentionally with an evil intent transgress his words. Rashi continues mimash al from this that it says al I don't know I don't recall seeing these two words here before in any other text of Rashi mimash m'shenemer al from the meaning of this, that it says, Al Tichalel, do not profane. So, Ma Talmadaymer Vinikdashti. What does it mean further in the Pusik? Vinikdashti. I will become holy. I will be sanctified. So, Rashi says, Masor deliver yourself, give yourself up, Kadesh Eshmi, and sanctify my name. In other words, Rashi is understanding that Vinikdashti is telling us in mitzvah, which we usually refer to as Kiddush Hashem, that there are certain situations where a person must even give up his life in order to fulfill Hashem's will. That's not in all cases, but for example, when it comes to the three cardinal sins of, of Avodah Zorah um, uh, and murder, so, if even if your life is threatened, somebody puts a gun to your head and says, "Do this uh, idolatrous act or kill somebody." So, if there's no way out, you have to be Moiser atzmacha. You have to deliver yourself for Hashem's glory, and you have to allow yourself to be killed. Yochel biyachid. Rashi says perhaps this would even apply if it is biyachid or biyachidi. Even if you are alone, there's no one watching, Talmud Leimer, the Pasik says, B'Seich B'nei Yisrael. No, you only have to do this if you are B'Seich B'nei Yisrael, if you are within a minion of B'nei Yisrael. Then the obligation applies of Mesiris Nefesh, of Kiddush kidush Hashem, that you sometimes have to even give away your life in order not to transgress Hashem's will. Now Rashi continues when the person delivers himself when the person sacrifices his life for Hashem yimsar he should do so he should do it literally in order to die meaning he should not say he should not be thinking uh, i'm doing this I'm, I'm i'm not pro i'm not uh, i am not giving into the pressure uh, let's say, for example, to do this idolatrous act, even though, uh, even though I, I, I'm willing to be killed for it, I don't think, I don't, uh, I'm not doing it only because I assume that if I will resist, Hashem will do some sort of a miracle for me. It's not that I'm assuming and trusting that uh, somehow this this person who was forcing me into this act, when he pulls the trigger on his gun, it's going to misfire. No. The person should be Maiser atzmai Amanas Lamus. He should consider it that he is going to his death. Should call Hamir Atsmay Amanasa na, because whoever gives himself over in order to gain the nase in order that there should be a miracle, he's only uh, doing it. He is only refraining, let's say from the Aveda because he is assuming and trusting that there is going to be a miracle. So then they don't do for them, they don't do for him a nace. They will not perform for him a miracle. So we find by those three well-known men in the Gola's bubble, in the Babylonian exile, who were told amongst everyone else to bow down to a statue of Nebuchadnezzar. They did not uh, resist and they did not refuse in order to gain the nase. meaning they didn't say we're not bowing down because we know that the Kodesh Baruch was going to save us. In the end, the Kodesh Baruch did save them, but they didn't, they didn't do it with that in mind. Shinemar, as it says in the Pesach, Behold, uh, is it not known to you? Matzil, b'loy matzil, whether a Kodesh Baruch saves us or doesn't save us, we're not bowing down to the idol. Now this whole entire section of Rashi requires some explanation. And as is often the case, there is a test technical question that we can ask, and there is a more, what I would call a more of a content question that we can ask. I'd like to first uh, present the two questions and then answer them one by one. The technical question is that this point, that that when the person gives himself over uh, to, the, to the one who was forcing him to do when he when he uh, refuses to do the Aveira and instead exposes himself to the possibility of death. When he does this, so Rashi says he has to do it because if not, then he's, if he does it only in order to, to get the nase and only because he he assumes that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to do for him a miracle, then the miracle will not be done. This whole point does not seem to be in this Pasek. The source of this idea would seem to be in the Pasek In Daniel, it's a uh, we know uh, it's a principle of Rashi that Rashi explains the pasuk for itself. Rashi does not add in uh, halachas that do not come from the pasuk itself, unless there is some need for it. But Rashi is not writing. Rashi in his commentary on the Torah is not writing a shulchan aruch. He's not telling us how to perform the mitzvah. So of course in every mitzvah there are many details and some of those details are even ma'akev, they would even uh, prevent the performance of the mitzvah, meaning if you don't do that particular detail, if you don't perform that particular small aspect of the mitzvah, sometimes you're not getting the mitzvah at all. That's true, but Rashi in his commentary on the Torah generally does not go into all those details if they are not if they are not to be derived from the pasuk at hand, and in a straightforward way, in what's called Chut HaShul Here, the pasuk tells us to do this. The pasuk says that, um, that you there's a mitzvah of being Mekadesh Es Hashem, there is a mitzvah to sanctify Hashem's name by refusing to transgress His words, even at the cost of one's life. And here, then rashi adds on this detail and you have to do it you can you you may not do it with a with an intent that you're going to be saved okay that's a detail it's a very important detail but it doesn't seem to be in this pustaka it seems to come from somewhere else so we have to understand why rashi discusses it why rashi mentions it at all A content question, more of a question about the meaning and understanding of what Rashi is saying is raised by the Sfas Emes. The Sfas Emes questions Rashi's reason. Rashi tells us the the halacha, you have to do it, you have to be willing to die. Not you can't be that you're just doing it because you assume you're going to be saved. Because whoever gives himself over, but only because he thinks he's going to get the miracle, they won't do for him a miracle. Now, that's a that's a reason that Rashi is saying here. Asks the Sfas Doesn't seem to be the best reason. That seems to be a a a reason which is based on personal interest. Uh, that I would prefer to have an ace done for me, so I could continue to live. That's like that's like Mishamishes um, Rabbu the Pras. Rashi seems to be saying, you know, you know why you should do this mitzvah with the, you know why you should do it Amnass because if you do it that way, it's better because you'll get an ace. But if you do it for the purpose of getting the ace with the expectation of getting the ace, you're not going to get it. He seems to be giving a reason that is that is based on the person's personal gain. Instead, so he suggests the Tzvah Rashi should have said, apparently, Rashi should have said that, that, uh, that you have to be because you have to do the mitzvah you have to do the mitzvah for the sake of Hashem, not for your own sake. The reason that you are not bowing down to the idol, even though you might be killed for it, it's not for your benefit, it's for Hashem. So Rashi should say, don't do it for your own benefit because you're supposed to do mitzvahs for kodesh Baruch not for your own benefit. That's the content level question. I'd like to begin by answering the, the technical question. Why does Rashi get involved in this at all? It seems to be a, a point, a very important point about the mitzvah, but the source of it does not seem to be this Pasek, the source of it seems to be a Pasik in Daniel. So we have to understand why does Rashi mention this at all? And I think we can explain as follows. These, this word, or these few words, the Pasech B'nei Yisrael, I will be uh, sanctified, I will be glorified amongst the B'nei Yisrael. Rashi interprets that that is telling us a mitzvah, that is telling us an obligation. Not all of the mafushim explain it that way. For example, Rabbi Ovadia Svorna, who lived much later than Rashi, but he has a different explanation of the pasuk, which is quite uh, possible and quite uh, quite reasonable. He says, "Do not profane my name." He says, "Do not." Uh, profane my name with actions which are lacking in decency, lacking in rectitude and actions that are disgusting So don't profane my name by acting in a disgusting way in an inappropriate and disgusting way If you will do this, if you will refrain from doing things that are uh, lacking in in decency and things that are disgusting, so then, I Hashem will be uh, sanctified amongst the Bnei Yisrael to do for them miracles, to do wonders with them, etc. In other words, Svarna was understanding that these words "vinikdashti besaych bnei Yisrael" are not a mitzvah; they are not a commandment that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is commanding us to do they are a promise. The Pasuk is saying, don't profane my name, and if you are successful in this endeavor of not profaning my name by acting in an inappropriate way, I will be glorified amongst you, I will do miracles for you, and uh, I will be sanctified through you. Rashi didn't say that. Rashi explains the Pasuk very differently. Rashi understands that is telling us a mitzvah ma'asis, a mitzvah ma'asit, a practical, active mitzvah. Hashem is commanding us to do something. What is it that he's commanding us to do? Mesor atzmacha. You must deliver yourself to, to Hashem, the Kadesh eshmi, and sanctify by name by doing what? By refraining from from certain averas in certain situations. It could be that Rashi, he understood, he knew that the word vinikdashti could have been explained, could have been understood as a promise and rather rather than a commandment. The truth is uh, grammatically, vinikdashti it's what we call the Lushan nephal, it is a passive tense. It seems to be saying, I Hashem will be sanctified if you act in such and such a way. Doesn't seem to be saying you have to do something, it's it's a result, if you will do such and such, or if you will refrain from acting in a way that is considered to be Chilol Hashem, if you'll refrain from acting in such a way that is considered to be a, a profaning of my name, so then I will be sanctified, I will be glorified. Rashi, however, went out on a limb, so to speak, and he said, no, Vinikdashti means you, you have to do something. You have to actively be mekadesh, you have to actively sanctify my name. So it could be that in order to strengthen his point, in order to be Mekhazik, his opinion, Rashi quoted two halachas here. The two halachas are, first of all, that you only have to do this when you're Israel. You don't have to do it if you're alone. You only have to do it if you're amongst other Jews. In fact, it has to be a whole minion of Jews. And secondly, it has to be done in a certain way. It has to be done almanaslamis. Since we find in, in the sources, since we find in the Gemara in the in the in the, in the sifra, since we find these two halachas pertaining to this, to this word, v'nikdashdi. Our Chazal explained vinikdashti in part by telling us two halachas, two practical halachas. So we see that the word v'nikdashdi is not a promise. Chazal don't give us practi- practical halachas about God's promise. That's it's not, it's nothing for us to do. Hashem does it. It must be, Rashi is saying, that vinikdashti is a commandment. And a commandment has details. A commandment has certain, uh, certain sub subcategories, certain, certain details about how it must be performed. And here Rashi tells us two of them. It has to be done, and it only needs to be done if it's B'Saych Israel, Yisrael, and it has to be done al-menas Now, the fact that this second halacha comes from another place in, in Tanakh, the fact that it comes from daniel is no longer a problem that certainly is rashi's way that certainly is rashi's derech that in order to prove his points he will certainly go uh, through the whole tanakh he will go from the beginning all the way to the end all in one all in one uh, little sentence that he will do the rule that i mentioned before is that if there is no necessity if it is merely a question of just providing some extra information, Rashi sticks to the Pusach at hand. But once Rashi felt the need to prove his point that the word Vinikdashti is telling us a positive commandment, it is telling us a positive and active commandment, so then he looked around and he found two halachas. The fact that there are two halachas about how to do this proves that Vinikdashti is a commandment that we are supposed to do something. That is on the technical level. Going back to the content level, the Sfas Emis answers his own question. Sfas Emis's question is, why does Rashi give this reason that you shouldn't do the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, anes, You shouldn't do it, relying that relying on Hashem that He will save you in a miraculous way. Because, says Rashi, if you do so, Hashem won't do for you the miracle. And the Sfas Emis raised the question, that looks like you're serving a Kodesh Baruch Hu in order to get some kind of a reward, not for totally pure intentions. The Sfas Emis answers as follows. What is the mitzvah here? The mitzvah is v'nigdashdi, to be mekadesh es Hashem, to Sanctify and glorify Hashem by being willing to give up your life for Hashem's mitzvahs. Now, let's say that uh, the person, uh, the person, uh, the some guy comes along and puts a gun to Reuven's head and says, "Either you bow down to this idol or I kill you." Now, certainly, if Reuven is, uh, is is a weak person. If, he's, if, he, if, he, if he gives in and he bows down, that, that's certainly not a kiddush Hashem, that certainly does not in any way glorify Hashem's name. If he refuses and this, this Anos, this Goy who is forcing him, shoots him in the head and he drops dead, that is, that is some kiddush Hashem, even though Reuven died in the process, but he showed his dedication, he showed how important Hashem mitzvahs are, that he's even willing to die. What if he could do it in such a way that he would be guaranteed, or at least more likely, to merit a miracle, and that when the Anas pulls the trigger, the gun will backfire, the gun won't work, or some other miracle? That would be an even bigger Kiddush Hashem. Wow! Hashem is so great we see how much Reuven uh, exalted Hashem's name by refusing to transgress Hashem's commandment and not only that even more we see how great Akadosh Baruch Hu is because a Baruch Hu saved this person that would be the biggest Kiddush Hashem of all and therefore this explains the Tsefas Emes Rashi tells us that you shouldn't you shouldn't do it for the purpose of getting the miracle. Because when you do so, you're not going to get the nace. And it would be better. It would be a better performance of this mitzvah. It would be a more complete performance of this mitzvah if you would merit the nace. How do you get the nace? This is a, it's a, uh, an unusual circumstance. Normally, if you want something, you should try to get it. Over here, it's just the opposite. The more you don't try to get it, the more likely you are to get it, if you'll, if you only be moyser nefesh because you're insisting and because you're assuming and you're trying to gain the miracle, you won't get the miracle. If you're moyser amanas lamuz, if you go in the opposite direction, you say it, it doesn't, it's it's not in my mind. I'm, I'm not concerned whether Hashem saves me right now or not. I have to do this mitzvah. Then they will do for you the nase. And if they will do for you the nase, if a baruch will do you the miracle and save you, you will have performed this mitzvah in an even greater fashion, in a more complete fashion. You will have accomplished the greatest Kiddush Hashem of all. Based on this, we can go back and we can answer the first question also. The technical question that I raised before also falls away. Why does Rashi get involved in this whole discussion? It seems to be something that comes from the Pasuk in Daniel, and Rashi should have just left it for when we learned Daniel. We should have left it for, okay, when you learn the Gemara. The Gemara uh, tells you details how to perform each mitzvah. But Rashi and Chumash, that's not his job. That is not the way he accepted upon himself the task. But according to this Svazembis, we can understand that this halacha, that you have to be meiser Atzmael Manas Lamus. It doesn't really come from the Pasak Danil. The Pasaka Danil only strengthens the point, only makes it clearer. But really, the source of this halacha, that you should be Myser Atzmai Amanaslamus, is this word itself in You should be Makadesh, you should sanctify Hashem's name. How do you do that? There's two parts to how you do that. First of all, you refuse to do the Avera that you're being forced to do. You refuse to do, for example, the idolatry that someone is, being, is forcing you to do, and you do it, you refuse hamanas You do it in order, quote-unquote, in order to die, because when you do it that way, there will be an even bigger Kedesh Hashem. It comes out that really everything Rashi is saying is a comment on how to perform this one word in the Pasuk, the Nikdashdi. Therefore, he involves himself with the issue, and he makes sure to mention. that, called a al manas in nais, But rather, one should do this mitzvah almanas lamus, because then you are much more likely to merit a mitzvah, a a, a miracle, and this will make the vinikdashti a complete and total sanctification. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yohanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash